everyone. It is another episode of Uncensored Life with the Saunders, and I am Nicole. And I'm your co-host, Chase860. We have a lot to unload this weekend, even though we just talked to you guys on... Thanksgiving? Yes. Gobble Gobble Edition? Yes, I knew he wanted to say his Gobble Gobble Edition, so, you know, I had to let him lead the way. Um... We are hearing, well, what do we want to start with? The fight last night? Or can we call it the fight? I feel like it was an episode of Dancing with the Stars. Oh. Uh, Yeah. The only real fight that happened for what I've seen was the Jake Paul and Nate Robinson fight. Yes. It's tons of mean. Like, I haven't honestly seen one meme from the Tyson Roy fight, but I yeah, seen... all the memes for that fight led up to the fight, the the drunk uncles fight. Yeah, like <laughs> pre-fight, they were the talk of the town, but um, now that the fight or the dance has occurred, um, I don't see anything about them. They've all been <sighs> about other news because, like I said, I felt like it was a night of dancing with the stars with those two. <laughs> Because you didn't see like the interview, but I told you like how Mike stepped around the interviewer and even then like Roy flinched and it's like the fight's over, dude. You still traumatized because. <laughs> hey, I say this, man. Tyson was working on that body. All that fucking holding Roy was doing was blowing me. Yo. They like, were too stepping, yeah. I'm like this nigga, yo. Like, if you scared, just say that, Roy. <laughs> Shit. But he wouldn't, because I told you, like, in the interview, like, I feel like his first instant response was that of a fighter, like, nah, because he was just like, you know, the interviewer asked both of them, like, did they think that it was, you know, fair or okay that it was called a draw, and Mike Tyson was basically like, you know, I'm here for the fans, if the fans, you know, enjoyed it, they want to call it a draw, then I'm good with it, and Roy was like, I ain't never good with no draw. And then I think just having that moment made him realize how much pain he was in. Then it was like, you know what? Because he he's talking big stuff. Like, we got to do this again. I don't do draws. Then all of a sudden it was like, you know, I need to discuss this with my family. We have to, mm-hmm. that is, know, we that have, is, to have a meeting. That adrenaline wore off. Yeah, body shots started yeah, hurting. He kept referring to those body shots. He was like, you know. Uh, I took a lot of body shots and like, you know, he gives some good body shots and that's when Tyson stepped around the interview and was like, you know, but I respect you because you took them, you know, you could have fell down, but you took them, you know, it, it was dancing with the stars with a slight bit of comedy at the end is how I felt about it. Yeah, I can't believe they come to that as a draw though. Me either. Tyson landed way, way more punches than Roy. Right, because like they did like um, earlier today, put out the numbers, and Tyson had over twenty more hits than Roy, and I don't even see where they counted the thirty-seven that Roy had, because I don't <laughs> unless they counting number of hugs. I I don't know, because I I really didn't see Roy lay a, a finger on Tyson besides the do a waltz around the ring with them. I mean, but to be fair, though, because we probably all seen this coming because it was reports coming out a couple of weeks ago how Jones was saying he had regretted taking the fight. I guess after, you know, Tyson training video started coming out and he realized, like, damn, this nigga is still fast. Because, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, number-wise, like, you, if you didn't know the fighter even just simple number wise the fight shouldn't have been as easy as it was for Mike like Roy is younger his reach is longer he's had more fights and more wins than Mike has because he has had had more fights he's fought last than Tyson have. Right, so Tyson have had a long... Been, exactly. Tyson's last fight, they said, was in 2005, which was 15 years ago. And Roy's last fight, they said, was in 2015, which was only five years ago. So that's why I said, like, 
Mike is who he is, but looking at looking at stats, it shouldn't have been as easy as it was last night. There should have been That's a good thing, fight, though. if anything, last night. That's the thing, though, looking at stats in the Tyson fight, that all that shit get thrown out the window. Very Tyson true, but I'm just saying is, it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been a waltz. Um like that should have comparing like stats versus the training videos, it should have been some level of a fight last night. But that's the thing, we ain't seen Roy training videos, we just seen Tyson's and Tyson training videos show that's that why I said, Roy stats Roy versus Tyson video hugged, the way he hugged. He would have been on that canvas looking like Nate Robinson, because I'm telling you. Well, that's that's why I said versus like his stats versus Tyson's videos, we should have gotten a fight, but we didn't. We got you know a two step, and that's yeah. okay. But I mean, it it it, it, was, it was good funny. to see Tyson throwing punches again. Yeah. I ain't even gonna lie, like, and he said, you know, he's ready. He's ready to do some more. Uh, is what he said. I I don't I don't know who wants to step in there with him, but um, he says he's ready to do some more. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure some young heavyweights that probably want to take that challenge because you know, young people are stupid people. So I'm pretty sure some young heavyweights that's in better shape, but don't realize the strength and. In the power. Because, I mean, Roy was risking that air last night. I kept talking, like, you are putting your ear in this man's mouth. Like, I, I need you to realize who, who you're in the ring with. So, yeah, I can see some young people taking that challenge. But, because mm-hmm. he says he's ready. So, if if he's ready, then let's, let's get it done. Because last night was, you know, it, I mean, I it was, know, what, yeah. I feel like I feel like it was like a, it was like a good like warm up for him. No, like a it was like a boxing versus match. It was just, it was it was good for the culture. Yeah, because these was two big boxers in their prime when we was kids. Yeah, so. that's what um you know Uncle Snoop was saying. I liked uh, the fact that he was there as a commentator. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I, on that level, it was. It was. It was good for the culture. We, you know, it gave us something to laugh at, talk about, um, gather around, and enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. So another thing that I've or person's name I have been hearing a lot about this past week is um, Meg The Stallion. Meg The Stallion has made I forgot what magazine cover this week. So she's done an interview, but apparently her best friend, Kelsey, um, has come out talking about the whole Tory Lanez thing because um, I'm guessing she was the friend that was there uh, when this all happened. Well, she was the friend that was there when everything went down and uh, she is accusing Meg the Stallion of um taking her man and writing a song about it she's going in on the whole tory lane situation people talking about um he he tries to buy her silence as far as what it comes to with the cops but she said that he didn't try to buy it but actually blackmail her by saying that he was going to release um I guess the sex tape that she has that he has his hands on to keep her quiet. Um, Meg the style. Well, she didn't keep quiet. So where the sex tape at? <laughs> right, like you're on IG That's talking what... about it. So excuse me, let me be a man for a minute. She wasn't quiet. So where the sex tape at? Yes, like that... I'm pretty sure the world wants to see that. And then, because you know, now his lawyer is trying to you know do damage control and say that he didn't do this which you know i guess she she can say that because we don't have no sex tape so it's like and you're not because you're clearly not keeping quiet you coming for meg and him all at the same time um meg the stallion has talked about it in her interview um on the on the magazine because she is basically 
And she said this, she's been saying this for a while, that we as Black women go above and beyond to protect the Black man. And she didn't want to be the reason that his career ended or changed or shift or he's putting another Black man in jail, which is why she said that she took so long to say something. She was basically waiting on him to protect not only himself but her because she went out on the limb and lied on his behalf mm-hmm. and as we all seen he did the exact opposite yeah he definitely uh he definitely dropped that's what she was expecting he definitely dropped the ball with that one yeah he did big time and that you know what that just that just goes to show you what you know the black culture because you know, let me remind you guys in case you you brand new to the podcast and this is your first episode. This podcast is the views from a black married couple. So it just goes to show you what our culture is made of. You know, Absolutely. back in you know our parents' parents' days, our grandparents' days where you protected the black woman, that shit has been thrown out of the window. Like we we don't protect black women at all. I don't agree with that. I don't think the black woman has been protected by the black man ever in any form of history. I feel Mm. like we always protected the black man, but I don't feel like, I feel like if you ask our grandparents, our great grandparents, our parents, if you ask them, the the women are not going to say that they feel protected by the black man. Um, they were, and just to go back to this uh, Tori Lane's thing is that, and everybody's saying that you know they're keeping quiet. They're, the song lyrics that discuss this. They're in a state where you can song lyrics can be included in the criminal case. So, um, it's it's crazy. It's so what you're saying about black women? We don't feel protected. Um, a lot of people, a lot of males, want to go ham when they hear black women say that. Um. And just say, well, that's the black man in your life. So let me just offer it, just end <laughs> anybody coming at us um, about that. I have a great father. You are a great man. I know that you will protect me a thousand percent. But if I look at my 38 chapters of life overall, no, I have not been protected by the black man. And if I, mean, I go I mean, but and do that, to... but but do that kind of go back to what you said that person said. That's just the black men of your life. But I'm just <laughs> saying, no, no. But if I can finish, <laughs> and then if I go to like my mother, or even if I were to speak to my grandmother, like they don't feel protected by the black men either and it's not and when i look at other black women and i look at the black woman's experience in totality we have not been protected by by the black man we go above and beyond to be there and to be the backbone now this younger generation i think they just like fed up and they just like letting y'all sink or swim and not realizing that they're supposed to be your backbone but maybe they're smarter than us and they don't want to be our backbone because y'all not protecting them but I I don't think any black woman if if we want to go with the majority will say that there's a, a moment in history where the black woman was protected by okay the so woman. so okay so let me ask you this then so when we talk about protection what are we talking about when because growing up it's not one time i've ever seen my father let anybody else black white puerto rican asian whatever disrespect my mother and live to tell about it 
that's one black woman. You you're saying like, but you said like I mean, okay, statement. so okay, so I, I I can I can just say honestly, I can say any black woman in my family, like especially when I was around, you wasn't disrespecting none of my female cousins, sister, nobody, my mother. Like you wasn't disrespecting nobody, no female in my family. We got kicked out of a skating ring one time because somebody got it fucked up with my sister. And the whole family jumped on this nigga. So this is what I think this is why you don't understand because you're talking about the men in your family protecting the women in your family. To an extent, although I do have some like hurts from my father, some hurts from the men in my family, I can honestly hands down say that not a single man in my immediate family, even like cousins that I may not talk to on a regular basis, would not hands down let anybody disrespect me or touch me. But that does not make me a protected black woman. Because there are there are black men that have disrespected me and have touched me. Now, did they have to pay for it through my family? Absolutely. But they felt they did not see the value. Okay, so how is that not protected? Because you should just like you you will see a black woman in distress and not have to be related to her, and you will go and protect that woman. Yeah, that should happen Friday, yeah. But that's not the experience of every black woman. Okay, I get what you're saying now. Okay. So you're talking about being protected by the black man that's not related to you. Yes, and and like I said, even those that are. So as a culture. Yes, as a culture. As a culture, we see, okay, I I get what you're saying now. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so, yeah, so Friday... Like I told you, you know, I seen somebody's is this, you know, older black woman working at a Walgreens while I'm the, you know, delivering the chips and shit. And yeah, some dude just was like, and the fucked up part is I believe this dude had to, he he looked like he was mixed, so he had to be like half black. And the fucked up part was he was just like being so disrespectful to his older woman. And like I'm a big believer on minding your business, but like you, you can't, but you can't disrespect somebody, mother, like that, G. Like you can't do that. So I had to step in, like, nah, this, this not even about to go down like this, yo. Like, chill. And that's not the first time that's happened to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just different. Maybe I'm just different. Like I can't, I, you can't disrespect no black queen in front of me, and you know, think that shit gonna be all right. So, I don't know. I mean, more men need to do that. I'm, you know, brothers, if you listening. Right. You see a sister getting disrespected, even by our very own. Hey, it's your job to step in. I ain't saying you got to beat a nigga down, fight a nigga, but, you know, spit some knowledge to this nigga. Like, let him know what he doing ain't right, you know? Yes, and that's what I mean. Like, even in this time of, like, police brutality and things of that nature, like, I see more women, like, I saw... Um, a woman, she saw two kids that she didn't even know being harassed by the police. She stayed there with them. She recorded the situation. She offered to call their parents. I see more stuff like that than I see a man like stepping in when, when it's a female situation. I just recently saw a video with this girl because like men don't even realize like women, like y'all take just like you know there's white privilege there's male privilege y'all take things that y'all can do without even having a second thought about it like for granted versus you know the things that we as women would have to go through to just do those things this woman was um that i've been in this situation before so it's like i could totally relate to this video like she was just simply Go, getting out the car at the gas station, trying to go into the gas station, get whatever pack of chips, whatever she was going in there to get, pack. and <laughs> bag, bag whatever. <laughs> um, 
whatever she was going in there to get, like she's simply doing that, which is something that men do without even a second thought. And this one dude was trying to aggressively get her number and she's trying to, you know, keep a cue and say, you know, I'm not interested. No, no, thank you. And the next thing you know, this girl is swarmed by several guys blocking her in. And instead of just one guy breaking this up or saying something or hell, I've had guys to protect me, pretend to be my man to get that situation away from me. Nobody did anything but press record. That's that's another problem with today's society. Like it's a blessing. The, the cell phone is a curse. blessing in disguise. I mean, it's a blessing in the curse. Yeah, like it's a blessing because a lot of this police brutality that's been happening for Ever. centuries is finally being recorded. But at the same time, too many of us are pressing record, but not doing anything else besides that. And it don't take everybody to record that. If you you see two niggas already got their cell phones out, we don't need that third cell phone. Right. And like I'm all for the record, like if you outnumbered, (laughs) and that's the best that you can offer is to record. But if it's like 30 of y'all, can't uh 15 of y'all just step in? True. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like women, we as women, like a lot of men, um, say that women, like I, I have been called this so many times. I've been called stuck up Mr. Diddy for just turning the guy down. Where like in this day and age, we can. Like if first of all, it's not that too many men women that are bold enough to approach a man, but we can do so and be rejected with no issue. Whereas in society for us as women, I can't say no, don't no dude care that I'm married. Uh don't like you like simple things that we used to do to just get dudes off our back, we can't do anymore. So if you meet up with a girl and she give you a wrong number don't feel like she like trying to clown you or nothing like that she doing that for her safety because we live in a world where it's not okay to tell a dude we're not interested yeah sadly like you know you are the most beautiful black queen in the world until they shoot they shot and you say no then yeah. you you everything I mean, in the book some some men just don't they just don't take well to rejection no and it's it's a shame like it's many fish in the sea is as many fish in the pond and y'all act like that's the last female on earth right. so i don't know some dude i don't know like I just y'all think, ain't gonna get into heaven in, in, unless y'all got 35 yeses from a female. Like, come on now. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like I said, like just like there is white privilege, there's male privilege. Like there's so many things that men take for granted that they're able to do that we as women can't do because we're not protected by the black male. Sorry, y'all. That's part of uncensored that's it's, part of the uncensored life yes this sunday is um it's, it's hair day it's hair day in the saunders household yes at least one person's hair day i don't do all three heads in one day um but it's at least somebody's hair day every sunday so we'll be back after this brief break make sure you stick around and uh listen to some more uh uncensored craziness and we're back so um you know we are living in a different time right now and we well i've mentioned this before that a lot of artists um have had to come up with different ways to do what they love to um basically keep themselves motivated because you know, mental health is on a rise. Like 
domestic violence, child abuse, all of that stuff is on a rise because we have been sitting still for a while. And one person that I want to give credit to keeping everything moving and flowing and creative juices going is Miss Debbie Allen. Um, she has a dance academy, a very famous dance academy in LA. Um, just a little backstory on Debbie Allen. She's the sister of Felicia Rashad, who played uh, Claire Huxtable on the Cosby show. She was... Hey, sisters? Yeah, they're sisters. I didn't even know that. <laughs> um, I didn't even go lie to you. I thought they were the same person for me. <laughs> No, they're two different people. They are sisters. Um, Debbie Allen was at, she's always loved to dance. And she was actually, because of, you know, the time and the age that they grew up in, she was kicked out of um, many dance schools and not accepted simply because of the color of her skin. So she made it her mission in life to start a dance school where you know black children are welcome to learn the arts and um she has been doing this forever that's basically where the um the film and the tv show fame rooted from was her experience as a dancer and she took her character from fame from a lot of her um, dance teachers what? and so she um she has been keeping the party going all through COVID by offering free dance classes on IG every Saturday at 11 she does yeah, I remember, um I remember you watching a couple of them yeah she does a kids dance class or either she reads stories Saturday also I think the hour before dance class and normally she has this huge gala every year to raise money for her her dance studio and this year she did a virtual gala and you can actually find it on Netflix so she's keeping the party going for us free of charge like you know, a lot of people have, I mean, this is a, a bad time, but I like to see the lights mm -hmm. in it all. And I have always wanted to take a class with the legendary Debbie Allen. And thanks to Instagram and COVID, I have been able to do so. I've been able to dance with the girls. And um, like I said, she has done an amazing job of keeping keeping her choreographers um her dance teachers using their juices basically helping us stay active like when the gyms were closed we mm -hmm. could turn on ig on saturday when the gyms were closed she did several sessions um throughout the week so she, but, she kept us all active but you know the the thing about the thing about black people, which I just love, the resilience, the never quitting, never giving up, like this might be new to other races, but to us, this is our lives. Like we're used to this. We're used to doors shutting in our faces. We're used to not having the resources we should have. Mm -hmm. And you know, Black people, the one thing I love about black people, man, we make a dollar out of 15 cents. We do. Every fucking day. We do. Like, yeah. this is what we do. And so seeing her continue with the dance concepts and the classes and all that, I'm not surprised. Like, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. Black people, this is what we do. When, when there's, you know, uh, trying times that's when we step up and do what we do the best yeah. which is make a lot out of a little mm -hmm. so I, i'm not surprised at all like big ups to debbie allen but i'm not surprised she she just do what we do you know we we we, we strap up the boots and we keep it moving right we do our best like a lot of cultures a lot of other races and stuff don't understand like 
they take us because we'll crack a joke about anything and it's just oh like, definitely la- like literally when like definitely. Kevin Hart said laugh through my pain like that's what a lot of definitely. us do like we laugh through our pain like it doesn't mean um that we're not taking the situation seriously right by it, any means it we're just trying if to anything we're taking it the most serious exactly like we are just trying to get through it the best way that we know how right see that see in the, in the thing with black people you know you know come on other races let me let me take y'all you know through a, a black educational moment the thing with black people is we might be down and out but we're not going to show it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we're going to crack jokes. We're going to try to make light of the situation as best as possible. Because, you know, in our culture, our our background, we just feel like, you know, what's the point of being down and out about some shit? It's not going to change anything, you know? So why not crack a joke here and there? Why not put a smile on your face? Why not try to just make the best of the situation? Period. Because what I like to tell people, especially our oldest, is like life is going to throw you oodles and noodle moments. It's Hmm. going to throw unexpected curveballs. Like you're going to be sailing alone just fine and get hit by something. No matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much influence you have, mm-hmm. like something, something is going to happen in life and you're going to fall. And it it doesn't matter that you've been knocked down. It matters if you try to get back up. It matters if you just wallow mm-hmm. in the fact that you got knocked down. Mm-hmm. That That's what makes the difference in people. And, um, like I said, Debbie Allen, I just admire her a lot because I said this um, today, like we have spent so much time trying to find a seat at their table, trying to be invited into their their world and into you know their situations even though we're the ones that built the table if we want to be honest that like so many of us are over it that we're at the point where we're we're making our own tables like you don't you don't want to invite me over oh okay that's all right i'm going to make a bigger and better table over here right and that just i mean that 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 goes back to sort of the conversation about protecting the black woman but as just as a, a culture and a, a race like we need other blacks to get in tune and realize that hey why am i going to keep trying to sit at your table and my people over here is building their own table let me go fuck with them yeah instead of you know clowning that oh, oh look at this motherfucker he think he all that Nah, I don't think I'm all that. Brother, I'm trying to build some shit over here for us. Yes, don't like go try to impress them and sit at their table when I'm building that same exact table over here for us, by us, for us, on some fubu shit. Yes, and I've seen so many people say, like, you put up a post that say that you got a job and you oh, don't yeah. get hundreds of likes. Yep. Now, say that you open the business, yep. crickets. Yeah. Um speaking of True. for us by us, um Jesse Williams, who a lot of people know as an activist, most of us know him as um the green eye doctor on Grey's Anatomy, was um has just joined forces with uh Killer Mike and they are and they've joined forces with um a group of black people on a for us by us moment and are doing a bank called greenwood, greenwood yes, yes. I've, I've seen that yes so greenwood bank like they they're opening financial institutions to us because we're turned away for long so often the example that uh mike gave was 
like we can't get loans for barbershops because they don't understand how lucrative that is. They don't understand that the black man gets his hair cut every week. So mm-hmm. every um, week, every two weeks, depending right. on how fast your hair grow, yeah. So they have decided to do the it's a fully online bank. Um, they don't charge overdraft fees. Um, they are basically if you go to the website, it'll break down everything. They are giving out $10,000 to small businesses to keep them afloat because they realize that small businesses are what keeps the economy going. And that's what um, the current administration doesn't seem to realize. Like They're so ready to pump millions and billions and even trillions of dollars into corporations and are not willing to help the small businesses when that's what keeps the economy going. Mm -hmm. So they are um, starting this online banking platform. You can go there, sign up. I don't think it's fully open yet, but you can go ahead and sign up and they'll update you as to when you're able to open the account. You can get more information, but I just think that is awesome um, because Kamal Bell, who does the... Um, Gosh, what's the show we see in here? I can't think of what his show. I don't know what the name dear. of the show. It's not no, it's not dear. No, because that's but the, I know what you're talking. Yeah. I know what you're talking about though. He um actually did an episode on the black farmers and how so many of them are going out of business because they can't get the funding like white farmers do. Like they put in the same loan applications at the same time and like white farmers are getting accepted um quicker like within months where it's taken multiple years for um united shades of america yes it's taking black people years to get the okay and then by the time they get the okay they've lost their farm mm-hmm. so i think it is definitely long overdue that we have our own banks, our own um, lenders, especially uh, with me and real estate right now. There's so many lawsuits and uh, because black people aren't treated the same when they go looking for houses. Mm -hmm. Uh, When they apply for mortgage loans, they're not treated the same. Mm -hmm. So I think it's about time which is another reason that I wanted to do real estate. I want to help our people win. Like it's about time that we we take care of ourselves because nobody else is gonna look out for us. And I don't know how long it's gonna take for the rest of the culture because there's still some of us that don't get that part of it. But um, they're not gonna take care of us, so we have to start to take care of ourselves. True. That we yeah we definitely need to do that, but you know they'll come around. Yeah. So I know you have something to say about this. Um. So Young Thug came for. Oh my God! I already know what you're going into. <laughs> young Thug saying he isn't impressed with Andre three stacks. Yes. Man, I'm so sick of these young motherfuckers. I swear to God I am, yo. And I don't quite know how old Young Thug is, but I'm just sick. Like, Because it just feels like it stopped with our generation, where you just paid homage to the ones that came before you in your craft. Yeah. And I'm so sick of these young motherfuckers not paying homage to the ones that paved the way for them. Like, Young Thug, get the fuck out of here. Like, there would be no Young Thug. Because you from Atlanta. So there would be no Young Thug if it wasn't for the T.I.s. There would be no T.I.s if it wasn't for the Andre Three Stacks, the big boys. Yeah, he actually had this conversation with T.I. And, yeah, that didn't go over. <laughs> I'm pretty sure T.I. read him the riot act. Like, I'm so but sick of these young motherfuckers, his, Yeah, because there, there are some young people out there. Um, 
that don't understand the greatness of Tupac. Yeah, I shockingly, yeah, I've 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 seen some comments where some young motherfuckers have said, Oh, I'm not impressed by Tupac, or don't nobody want to hear that. Nah, motherfucker, don't nobody want to hear you. Exactly. Which is the problem. Which, you know, I'm a 80s baby. And, you know, rap, hip-hop was a baby, you know, in that time. And there are a lot of legends that have come out of that time. And I, I am the youngest. So, you know, I was exposed, like our girls are, to the music that my brothers chose to listen to. So my brothers were um, <laughs> break dancers to some people's surprise that way. And um, they listened to a lot of Run DMC, a lot of LL Cool J, um, Salt and Pepper. And like there were things that I enjoyed about those groups, but. I wasn't really listening to hip hop like that at that level. Tupac is who exposed me to hip hop because he made me see that like you can have a good time with hip hop and you can teach. Like you can have a message. You can you can let people know what's going on in the world. Like uh some somebody recently said that they feel like if Tupac was still here that he would have been the first black president. Because he he's the one that told us that Brenda had a baby, even though the record labels told him that that album was wasn't going to sell. That album, that song was too sad. Like that song was reality, though. People need yeah, to know I, about I, that. I mean, I you know not to try to you know denounce Tupac's greatness because we all know he he's a a genius, a legend before his time. But yeah, that might be pushing it. The first black president, nah. No, I, I don't think it's it's pushing it. Um because the first of all, the, the world wasn't about to accept they barely accepted Tupac. Like the FBI had a, a file a mile yeah, long. But on that's him. that they, that talks to his greatness because he was great. Be, I think people are saying this because a lot of people don't give him credit for this part. Like they you know, talk about his music and the legacy of his music, but they don't talk about the strength in his roots. Like, he was the son of a, you know, Afini Shakur, who is like a hand, like, she needs her own movie, her own story outside of her sons, because her story is one of strength. Um, you know, Matula Shakur, the man that raised Tupac as his own, like he was one of the heads of the Black Panther Party. And the fact that the FBI had a file on this man talks to his greatness in itself because they they weren't thinking about no other rapper like that. They were thinking about him not just because he was a rapper, but because of his roots also, which is why I think people think that it's possible that he could have been the next, well, the first black president because he had a way of talking to us and telling us what's going on without preaching to us. And I think that's why people want to say that it was a possibility. Can't predict what was going to happen. We couldn't yeah, predict nah, that Trump was going to be president, but yeah, here we are. No, nah, I couldn't see that. I, I could, I that, that, could that was just too much for that. the white people, you know. Barack was too much for the white people, but we got yeah, but let Barack had had a mixtape out. <laughs> I promise you, that's, he would not well, have been in office. He did have a mixtape out. He was mixed. Was their issue <laughs> like they 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 wanted birth certificates? And let stuff. him let him had a mixtape out at one point in his life. He would not have been in that office. <laughs> um. So another deceased um artist that has been getting some talk on the internet or um t-pain went on record to say that Aaliyah is overrated 
Oh, and he feels God, like yo. he feels like the only reason that people are still talking about her and how yeah, wonderful yeah, and dynamic she is is because she is no longer with us. And that if she was actually here, that no one would pay her the attention that we are paying her in death. What? And, she was getting that same attention when she was alive. And that uh, we would say that she's just trying to be like Beyonce. Oh. Wait, wait, because I'm I'm so I'm so lost. So she would she if she was still alive today, we'd say she's trying to be like Beyonce. Even though technically Beyonce is trying to not trying to, but Beyonce's doing the same thing Aaliyah was doing before her untimely death. I don't because even, I would Aaliyah say that. was singing and doing movies. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't even say that. And you know, I love Beyonce behalf, so don't come at me. I love come Beyonce. Me, okay. Um no. I I agree with T Pain to an extent. On Aaliyah? Yeah, I don't think how because I I I I don't I'm not I can't even say that I agree with him. I just I can say that I can respect his opinion Wait. and that it is somewhat valid. I can't say that I agree with him because we don't know what Aaliyah would have evolved into. The reason that I can't say I feel like comparing her to Beyonce is comparing apples to oranges. Um, because yes, Beyonce has done movies, but that's not her lane. Beyonce is an entertainer, and she her strong suit is, and this is why I say Beehive, don't come at me. Her strong suit is music. Like she is an amazing writer. She's um she has a voice. Like she's amazing in the lane of music. In the lane of acting, I uh, I would have given all of her roles to somebody else. Okay, but what does this have to do with Aaliyah? Because you so to go back to Aaliyah, because you know he always interrupted me before I can get my thoughts out. Aaliyah had, and this is why I'm saying you're comparing apples to oranges. Like they're two different types of singers. Um, Aaliyah falls in the realm in the category for me as a Whitney Houston or a Tony Braxton. She had a soft tone. Um, she could do whatever choreography you put yeah, at her, does. but she was also strong in movies. Like every movie she touched, like her acting, even Queen of the Damned, she she was strong in both acting and singing, which is why I feel like you're comparing apples to oranges because Beyonce. But not- that's the thing, though the the like the general population doesn't go too deep with the comparisons; they just go just borderline with it. She's a female. She sings. She acts like. They don't go in deep with it like you just did. You know, Tony Braxton, Whitney Houston, that's more her lane, soft tone. They, they don't do that. So Maybe that's why the comparisons ones, get. But, but there are people. I don't, they, T-Pain is totally people. out of his, he, he, nah, that, yo, I feel like that's just disrespectful. Like, and that just goes back to protecting the black woman again. Yo, you know what? We're we going to take a quick break before I, I, I dig into T-Pain's stupid ass. Because I can't believe he said that. T-Pain, Young Thug, Lil Wayne, all three of y'all can kiss my ass. We'll be back after this. And we're back. So, let me get into this T-Pain shit. So, you feel like she only, we only talk about her. She's only relevant because of her death. Like, that is stupid because before her death, Aaliyah was that chick. Yeah. Was she not? Before Beyonce, Aaliyah was that chick. 
She ain't start with no group. She started by herself. Aaliyah was that chick. She can sing. She can dance. She can act. Boom, boom, boom. Triple threat. And you sitting here talking about some, man, get the fuck out of here, T-Pain. Man, hey, I respect you for this auto-tune wave you started. But my nigga, get the fuck out of here with that shit, yo. Like, you tripping. You bugging with that one. But again, appearances like assholes. Everybody got one. But I, I I don't agree with that shit. That that's I mean, hey, my daughter name is Aaliyah, and her name is Aaliyah for a reason. Aaliyah was great. Aaliyah did not get the chance to reach the greatness that she was destined to to to, to hit because of her untimely death. But she didn't become great because of her death. That nah, that's. That's not what that was, yo. She was great before her death. We all seen the potential. Yeah, we was just she, waiting for she, her to hit it. She was on, like, her, like, she put out what I feel like one of her best albums. Um, she had so many movies in the works um, because she was supposed to actually be in the Matrix. Jada um, gained her role. Because of her death. Because of her death. And you know what? Aaliyah would have killed that role. That role fitted her perfectly. She would have killed that shit. Come on, man. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I I feel like comparing... Like, everybody seems to want to make Beyonce the gold standard and compare everyone to her when... When it comes to this comparison, like I said, I feel like you're comparing apples to oranges. Like, a lot of Beyonce's, and this is why, like, way back when, you know, in the 90s, when this first started happening with uh, rappers were um, entering into into movie roles and, and, you know, uh, singers were getting a shot at movie roles, a lot of... um, veteran actors was like hold on wait a minute Pippin because there are tons of great talented trained untrained uh, black actors and actresses and they're all already fighting for five roles so um, Beyonce is, is she I feel get a lot of her acting because, because of, of who her, she is, because of who she is, and but that wasn't the Leah's fact case. that she is like she has the, the she she has production companies and stuff. She can pull out she can put out her own work. Like she's at the point where she doesn't have to audition. Like people know that if you put Beyonce's name on a ticket, it's, it's going, going to sell. sell. Period. Like whether we like her acting or not, it's going to sell. People are going Which to is show terrible, up. Terrible, by the way. Um, she she went to the same acting coach her husband went to because the only movie that nigga been in, he his acting was terrible. <laughs> so, but Aaliyah had true true talent. raw talent, yo. Yeah. True raw talent. She ain't had to go to no Juilliard arts. If that's even the name, if I'm Julliard. saying it right, Julian Art, whatever. Juilliard. <laughs> she ain't have to, to go to people. none of that. She ain't have to go to no Chicago School of Arts or nothing, wherever Aaliyah from. She ain't have to do none of that. Aaliyah was true, raw talent. And she didn't even hit her ceiling yet. That was the scary part. She did not hit her ceiling yet. She was just, and yes, just getting started. Just getting started. And not even with the acting, even with the music. I just felt like her music was just untapped. Like it, it her music didn't hit the ceiling. Like, like she was supposed to be Beyonce before Beyonce was Beyonce. Like, look at the music she put out, man. Fucking four-page letter. Fucking rock the boat at your best. Come on, man. Like, we talking about class at your best? That's on my playlist, period. It don't matter. So who did the first one? Because I don't Ashley know. Brother? Oh, well. Don't shit. disrespect. Hey, no disrespect. No, nah, no disrespect to the Ivy Brothers. I, I listen, they they in my playlist too. But I know the Aaliyah version. I'm sorry. That's that's all I know. Cause she killed that shit. That's one of my favorite songs, yo. 
Yes, like I said, she she was talented, and she was a true triple threat. Where true I don't see be I love Beyonce. She's not a triple threat. I yo. don't see. And I don't give a fuck. Threat. The Beehive can come for me all they want. I don't give a fuck. At me, shit. I don't care. And but. see, because you know, you and Ty had said that I was part of the Beehive, but I proved y'all wrong on several levels. Like, I love Beyonce, but. I do. Nah, you ain't prove us wrong. How? You did go to that uh show when they came to Soldier Stadium. Okay, and Ty, like Ty, Ty go to a Beyonce concert. She no, did. Y'all tripping? I, I would. You don't go to concerts, period. So. Right, so I don't. I don't like a motherfucker that much to go. You, you love Jada Kiss. Well, yeah, I go see Kiss. I go see Kiss, but. Nah, I'm going to that. I'll go see Kiss. But, yeah, I don't know. See, so he's a mess, y'all. Like, he don't go outside with me. Like, if he wants for us talking to y'all, he won't have no time I don't, for me. I don't go outside. It's... Well, nobody can go outside right now. But, like, sometimes, okay, and so can we go into this relationship stuff? Like, some, like, marriage is about compromise. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to do what your spouse likes to do. Which I do. Like what? She mean like what? Like you would you you have on several occasions maybe go to a concert by myself. Right, because I ain't about to go to no concert with all those hundreds of people. No, hell no. I don't even want to do a concert if it's 10 people. Especially not to see no goddamn Beyonce. I ain't saying just... I, I, I didn't say just to see Beyonce. Why you but that's the only concert I have made you go to. What other concert you have been to since we've been First together? of all, Jay-Z was there too. I mean, anybody going to see Hov? Nobody care about that. Pe- people aren't going to see Hov. Nah, unless okay. he... Unless he, unless he got his own show, that's what I'm saying. Unless he got his show with some other rappers, but I ain't about to go see him when he's the the sidekick to Beyonce. First of all, he ain't never no sidekick to Beyonce. I love. I'm just saying, no, that was Beyonce's show though. You you saying Jay Z was there? No, if it's the Carter show, it's the Carter show. No, but see, I I don't rock with the Carters like that. Uh, he did a whole tour with Justin Timberlake. Did you go to that? No, because no. I didn't want to go by myself. But you didn't ask me yes, to go I to did. that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, the only did. concert you've been to since we've been together is a damn Carters. And I'm not going to see no Carters. Okay. I'm not about to yes, go stand I, I've seen the Carters except for when I was pregnant with to see no damn you Carters. See I ain't Carters. part of the Illuminati or the okay, Beehive. Well, You're you going to be a part of the Illuminati. You go to a Carter show because we be throwing up. Well, no, nah, I'm good. The Rock. I'm good on that. I ain't throwing up no rock. I'm good. Oh, you you gonna be initiated into the Illuminati. Okay. And that's one thing I know for certain. You talking about compromises. I done, I done made some compromises. Mm-hmm. I done did some stuff I ain't want to do. Mm-hmm. So but, yeah. I'm talking about marriage compromises. I, I done compromised. Mm-hmm. You won't go to no shows. Nah, I go to a show. You I'm just not going to no Beyonce show. Two step with your wife. I bust a two step with no, you. No, just no, that two step no. Might literally be two steps. No, around I dance. ask you to dance in the house where don't nobody has to see. We danced before. Oh, so all okay. So we just going to ignore all the times I didn't just spontaneous. I said, look, I'm getting my words <laughs> fucked up. Spontaneously. <laughs> so we going to forget all the times I just done spontaneously just. Walked up to you and started dancing. When? Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. So what about that time I, 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 a wedding song was playing? And I just sat here right here in the middle of the room. And we just slow danced and listened to the song. So one time? One time for people. It was more than one time. I mean, it was one time that happened. But it wasn't the only time I've just... You know, walked up and just danced with you a no, little bit. No, no, we gonna be real honest and keep it funky with the people, okay? Yeah, we is. You had no problem 
we're doing a quick two-step with me when we were dating for one the only time the only time i've ever danced with you when we was dating i was drunk okay okay so that's the only time i dance because when i'm drunk i just don't give a fuck who is criticizing my dance with me in public but you wouldn't have no problem busting into a two-step with me if i came to you when we were dating once you signed that marriage license nah 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 you know like i said right and like i said the only time i've ever danced when we was dating was when i was drunk post signing that marriage license though you'll do your little uh what's that game you just dance as i like to play like you apparently been in the house rehearsing that so you'll do that but when it comes to dancing with your wife it's like that's i mean the the game is showing you what to do Mm -hmm. but me dancing on my own but it's for your wife and i've danced with your wife because your girlfriend (laughs) yes i've danced with my wife more than one yes Cause did we not he dance at our wedding? Husband. Nah, don't I husband me. Don't husband me. I we danced at months pregnant. Okay, hey, and I was uncomfortable like a motherfucker. So was swollen. And I was uncomfortable like a and motherfucker because I had to dance twice. One with you, one with mom. I had to dance twice. I wouldn't even so call I had that two a uncomfortable dance. Moments. I would call that that Ray Jones Tyson stuff. Like you was holding me up okay hey i danced though so okay so twice okay because you don't want to you don't want to call all other times because i said as a married couple because it's a lot of things that you used to do for your girlfriend that you stopped doing but your wife should not go while you up in here (laughs) Brush. Man, nah. y'all, if y'all can see how much you brush, <laughs> yeah. nah, I, I do a lot of compromising. Uh-huh. Don't let her fool y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you gotta keep doing the stuff you got to do to get them to keep them. Ain't that what they tell you? Yes, that is true, and I feel like I do that. I just don't do it enough, apparently, according to your standards. But I feel like I, I do a lot. The one that matter, like you married to me. <laughs> but I feel like I do a lot. But apparently, a it lot of what I do, with Teresa stands a lot of what I do married. goes overlooked. Apparently, so mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You, you, don't, you don't do no two stepping with me no more. I don't dance. I mean, I don't, yo. I got two left feet. I'm, I'm but who am I supposed to dance with? Like, aren't you supposed to be my partner in everything now? Yes. So if I feel like doing a quick little two step, whether you could, and we, it's like I'm not. It's not like I'm asking you to go to somebody's like club, and because we don't club and bust a two step, but like in, in the privacy of our own home, we can't bust a two step. Oh my god! I swear to God, I have yo. You just, oh my god, no, hey. Amen. Ain't, ain't this just like ain't this just like our, our relationship? We do so much, and it just goes overlooked, yo. Hey, fellas, y'all know what I'm talking about. Ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. Nah, they don't, cause they the ones overlooking everything no. we do. So no, 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 don't even try that one because you even said it yourself, and it's so quickly that they forget. That when he was, you know, on his little quarantine and he had to partake in the homeschooling and stuff, did you not say that you don't appreciate me enough? Yes, I admit that. Yes, I did say that. But we're not talking about homeschooling. No. We're talking about... Oh, so that's the only area that you... (laughs) No, we're talking about... No, because you don't appreciate me enough mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff I feel like I do gets overlooked as well. And the one time I don't do it, it's this. Oh, then that's so when it's, it's only one time you told me no, we can't dance. Oh my god! You know what? 
Hey fellas, I know I know y'all know what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> hey, hit the Facebook Uncensored Life and let me know <laughs> what what have your female, what do you do that your female often overlooks? Cause I know it's some stuff y'all do, because I do it, and it gets overlooked. And then the one time you don't do it, then that's when you don't do it at all. Feel me? So he the one with the superlatives. Okay, ladies. Mm. Every time, every time he upset about first of all, if he upset about something, it takes you like three months to learn what he's upset about. Like and it won't even be what you did at that moment to upset him. Like he'll bring up some old stuff that you didn't even know was a trigger for him. But they like don't appreciate you until they have to go through what you've been through. And then like it wears off like a magic pill. Like two seconds later, they forget. Nah, we ain't forget. Nah, we ain't forget. We ain't forget. That be y'all. That be y'all for real. Y'all have selective hearing and selective amnesia. Nah, that be y'all. But you know what, guys? Bought y'all another episode. Like promised, I kept my word this week. Two episodes, one week. They can't see your hands, honey. (laughs) So give y'all hand signals, y'all. So yeah, hit the hit the Facebook Uncensored Life. You know, let us know. You know, fellas, hit me up on Uncensored Life and let me know. You know, what you do that your wife often overlooks, but the one time you don't do it, then it's a problem. So hit me up so we can continue this debate, Mm-mm. continue this argument, because the women just think they got us beat, and they don't. They don't. I feel like both sides make marital. Uh, See, he can't even say it, y'all. He can't <laughs> even say it. I feel like both sides make marriage. No. Yeah, I lost my words. Yep. See, compromises. <laughs> so, fellas, back me up on this one. Hit me up. Let me know. Back your boy up so I can, you know, make this argument for us on the next episode. So, so we appreciate y'all rocking with us on a Gobble Gobble edition. A couple of days later, on our regular because he just likes to appear and say Gobble Gobble. Because I don't know what they got to do with tonight. I'm saying I was thanking the people for hitting us up on for the ones that hit us up on the Thanksgiving edition and then today's regularly scheduled edition. You see, you see what I'm talking about, dude? Like. She gets she talking about me interrupting her. She won't even let me get mine out. So yeah, we thank y'all for rocking with us for both episodes. And of course, stay safe, stay COVID free, stay sucker free. And one time for the people in the back. Fuck T Pain, fuck Young Thug, fuck Lil Wayne. We out.